Okay, coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. NBA season has started. Getting to the review on the Lakers and Warriors and opening night. And if that Lakers big three is going to work. Also, the Sixers suspending Ben Simmons. James Harden not taking that two-year extension from the Nets. Your NFL marquee matchups in week seven and much more coming up. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. The NBA season is underway. We had a big-time games opening night. We had, of course, the Lakers and Warriors. New look Lakers and Big 3. Westbrook, AD, and LeBron. We want to talk about that. The Brooklyn Nets. Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks showing off their new rings. Displaying that championship banner as they look to repeat some big-time games last night. We're going to get into that. So... Let's start with the Lakers. Big three Lakers, they control most of the game for the first three quarters. They look pretty damn good, but the Warriors just outscored them in the second half, especially that fourth quarter. Seth Curry got a little high. He struggled for the majority of the game, but he ended up finishing with a triple-double, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, only 5 of 21 from the field. So most of his points came from the line, which he was a 9 of 9 for. Uh, the Lakers there. LeBron James came ready, 34 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. Anthony Davis, 33 points and 11 rebounds. But there was a guy missing from the game last night. Lakers have a lot of new additions. A lot of, I should say, trying to rewind time with all the older guys they brought back to join the team. But Russell Westbrook, you know, he's a triple-double guy, but Steph Curry is the one who got it. The opposing Point guard got a triple double last night. Not Russell Westbrook. Eight points, five rebounds, four assists. Four of 13 from the field, 0 of 4 from three. And here's the biggest stat the plus and minus for him when he was on the court, minus 23. They were outscored by 23 points when he was on the floor. Now, I guess the question next is. Is this going to be a problem this year with the Lakers? Problem with Westbrook. Is he not going to really fit in with two primary offensive weapons and ball handlers like LeBron and AD who command the ball? I th Will Russell Westbrook fit in? Was it a good fit? I think I'm, I mentioned this in some previous episodes. This is really how I feel about it. Like, I don't like the fit. It didn't really make sense for him to do, but he's went back home, tried to get a ring to play in LA. That's where he's from. So it makes sense, right, for him to do it. But is this going to be a concern going into this season with Russell Westbrook, who's so ball dominant? Is he going to accept this role? And I think we're going to see a lot more stat lines from him this year like this, non-existent. Because listen, 
when you look at Russell Westbrook's stat line, you you can see 30 points, 17 rebounds, 15 assists when he was the guy. He's been a triple-double machine. He's now the leader in NBA history. He's got the most. He's with Houston, and then last year in Washington. This is all the guy wanted to do. He's a ball hawk. He doesn't slow down. He has some of the best athletic abilities we've ever seen. But sometimes he's just so out of control and he commits a lot of turnovers. He can't shoot very well. You know, he's basically, I've seen him steal rebounds from his teammates the last like four or five years. That's how he's accomplished these triple doubles. He's a great player. But he's at fading. He is fading away as a being that guy. We've seen it the last couple of years. He may have this year. He's not a spot up shooter. So this year, expect the field goal percentage of his to dip even lower than it has been. Never been a great three point shooter. Expect that to dip low. He's not going to be efficient from the field in terms of shooting the ball. It is very concerning moving forward. I don't think this match will work, especially come playout time, because he can't shoot the ball. But when you got LeBron and AD, you can probably overcome some of those on certain nights. You got Rajon Rondo, another guy, point guard. They can't be on the same, uh, be on the court at the same time together, for one. Rondo and Westbrook, that's a bad match to have on the court at the same time. Westbrook is going to be better off without being on the court with LeBron and AD. He's going to have to play with that second unit majority of the time when LeBron's getting a little breather. and Maybe there's him and Westbrook. Maybe there's you know, him and AD on the court together. It'd be better. But all three of them? This guy, good luck sharing the rock like that. But it's very concerning for these Lakers fans, man. Like, I don't like the match. We'll see how. This is the first game, though. Can't really overreact so much from the first game, but I think it's a what we're going to see more often this year. But some of these guys, you know, LeBron's going to probably take some games off, and Westbrook's going to fill in and get his numbers. Same with AD. They're going to be resting some games, a little load management, and you see, you'll see Westbrook get his numbers back. But um, right now, I can't see this team because being dominant, like from the stat sheet, Westbrook, and that's something that's going to be so hard for him to understand and see and this be with. Like He has to understand that he's not going to be the leader in the stat line because look at these other Western Conference point guards he's going to come to. Damian Lillard, Luca. You got Jamal Murray. You got Chris Paul. You got all these crazy guys that can shoot. You got Steph Curry, like last night, and he had a bad game. He still outperformed Westbrook. Like when he is he gonna be okay seeing a thirty-five point game from Dame, and he has to guard him, and he look at the stat sheet like Dame gets thirty-eight and eight or something. And he's down there at 12 
or maybe even single digits like tonight, like eight, four, and three. Is he going to be comfortable seeing like eight points, four rebounds, three assists, and then somebody across from him is balling like that? That remains to be seen. That's going to be something mentally he's going to have to adapt to. That's my thoughts on this Lakers and Westbrook situation. I think it's really a signs for what they come from Westbrook's standpoint. I think he's going to have a lot more nights like this, unfortunately. So let's talk some of the other end here. Nets came out and lost to the Bucks. Bucks, they're the Bucks, okay? Giannis looks out of this world. He's going to be even better. He's got that confidence now. I think he's going to shoot a lot better from the outside if he gets a jumper. He starts hitting the jumper or shoots just a little bit better from the line three-pointer. My goodness. There is no stopping the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's flip over the Nets. Kyrie's out because he's not accepting the shot. Which, don't blame him. He can't play. So, there you have James Harden, Kevin Durant. They're going to need a Kyrie Irving to play to beat Milwaukee and just come out of the Eastern Conference. Kevin Durant's going to be a baller this year. I expect the greatness from him. I expect greatness from James Harden. These guys can stay healthy. That's going to be the matchup, presumably, in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be Nets and Bucks. Some other teams in the conference made some great moves, but that's what you're looking at. Like on paper, that's what everybody's picks is, is Bucks, Nets in the East. Some glaring thing here about the Nets, though. James Harden had an option to sign a two-year contract extension with what? Over $100 million, and he didn't do it. So, it makes you wonder. He stay in Brooklyn after this season. He's in the perfect spot. Why wouldn't you want to do it? But one of the reasons he came on in a little interview here and said, uh, I'm just been focused on my health. Haven't really been thinking about the contract situation. They know where it's at. It's nothing to take into. It's not so serious. But the guy has always been about money and signing those contracts. So what's what was the holdup in doing this? Oh, if this slipped my mind? Come on, man. I think he's leaving the door open just a little bit. Just in case this Brooklyn situation really does go south. Kyrie doesn't come back. You can't bring certain players back. Injuries, whatever happens. I think it's just a little bit alarming. Thoughts? <laughs> because... We're going to get into this next guy again. We're going to talk about a little somebody from Philly. Daryl Morey is in charge of all the moves in Philly. If James Harden's a free agent next year, you got Joel Embiid across the way. This Brooklyn thing doesn't work. You got Joel Embiid in Philly. That was supposed to be the matchup before Brooklyn really stepped in and they pulled the trigger. And during last year's trade. So. Can it possibly happen? I think there's a slip chance that that may happen. It's an option that he's willing to keep open. Because I really believe that's what he's thinking. Sixers are going. Hopefully move on from Ben Simmons here shortly. 
James Harden with Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris. You got some pieces. Some shooting. Sixers would be legitimate contenders. They come out of the East. But James Harden was on that team. So is it a possibility? I think so. Will it happen? Maybe. Slim chance. But this situation he has in Brooklyn is kind of perfect. You're playing with the best guy in the league, Kevin Durant. And you on the same team? You guys got to get it done. For one, even if it's just the two of y'all and no Kyrie. You two should get it done. So maybe if they win the championship together, maybe he does try to do that somewhere else because they buddies, friends, or they try to come back with it. He's in the perfect situation. I don't see why we want to leave Brooklyn. You're going to get paid. You're playing with one of the best players in the league, in the world, in Kevin Durant. What could be better? But you got to win. They need to win this year, I think. So that's just a little something to throw out there with James Harden situation in the Brooklyn Nets. Something to keep an eye on, I guess. But there's an option that that may happen. <laughs> Simmons in the news again. Why waste a breath on this man? Guess what happened now? They force him in the practice. They force him and they get ready for a game. And he shows up, starts practicing with the team and trying to run some drills. He's over there just being like a daisical, got the cell phone in the pocket. Doing stupid things, saying he's not going in, saying he's not doing that. This is pretty much being the little girl. Get suspended. Out for the opener tonight. The team suspended him for conduct detrimental to the team. Okay. So this situation is getting real. Again. It's been real. Why are they forcing this guy on the team? We want him back. We want him to play. Why? Why? Daryl Morey, get rid of the man. He only cares about money. He signed that contract. That was done before you got there. That four years, still on it. Getting paid that millions and millions and millions of dollars. What is it, like 270-something thousand a game? He's getting a game. Take back all the money you can. It's been hefty fines already taken from him. Get every dime back. I think that's what he's kind of trying to do. Trying to hold off on a trade, recoup some of the money. But the problem is the NBA, a lot of it's guaranteed. You have to keep, you know, wiggling around and trying to get it back. And under certain circumstances, you're not really going to get it back because it's fully guaranteed. Ben Simmons has to go. Now you're suspending him. Why have him practice with this team when he doesn't care? If you force him on the court, he's just going to walk around and embarrass himself even more. That's what I don't understand. Maybe that's what they want for them to see how he is. I don't know because you're not going to get any value for the guy. There's talks that there were supposed lead trade proposals for him and didn't really meet the needs that they wanted to get back. 
but I would dump him for nothing just to get him the hell away. I wouldn't trade a box of crayons for him. I've said it. I wouldn't trade anything for this guy. He does not care. And that's what people keep bringing up. Oh, he's, he could be LeBron James 2.0. Oh, he can uh, shoot. If he gets a shot, he could be the most, most dominant players in the game. Right? Great defender. Can play all five positions and defensively. Can get to the rim. Like, thing is, though, that Atlanta Hawks series destroyed this man. We saw it. That Hawks series that he played was one of the worst performances I've ever seen by a star athlete. From a guy that we praise and thinks he's good, and he's not. Overrated. Stop saying he has the skill set, saying he has the great frame, and he could do all this athletically and blah, blah, blah. The man don't care. He got his money. He got paid. He's rich. He can retire now and be good the rest of his life. He does not care. And that's what people need to realize. If he goes to another team, he will do the same thing. He'll go on there, be a little lackadaisical, maybe score a little bit here and there, distribute the ball a little bit, make it look okay like he actually cares maybe a little bit, but he's not going to go out there and dominate. He's not going to go out there and just give it his all. He's not going to go out there and be so team friendly. He doesn't care. Why have that? Why want somebody like that on your team when he's clearly shown it for years? Not just this last year, he won it out. And the thing is, his teammates don't like him. They're saying the right thing. Some of them, Joel and B, said, I don't care about that guy anymore. Tobias Harris, same thing now. Doc Rivers is trying publicly to say the right thing, but he doesn't give a damn. Come on. You start doing this, get away, stay away from the team. Don't be forcing this guy back on the team so you have to sit next to somebody who doesn't give a damn. Have to be on the court with somebody who doesn't give a damn when you're trying. You got a good roster. You can compete. You should be in the top half of the East in terms of the final stands. Like, I'm talking, when I say top half, I'm talking like four or five seed. You should be above in that range. The team has the roster to do that. But you got to do it without Ben Simmons. You got to move on. Stop holding on to the guy. I keep saying it. He got his money. He got his paychecks. He's going to keep getting his paychecks. Whether he be playing all the time or not. That's all he wants. He does not want to ever put on a Sixer uniform. The fans aren't going to tolerate that. The organization shouldn't tolerate that. He can never do it again. He can never wear that uniform again. But I think somehow they're going to try and force him to. Put a dunce hat on his head. Because that's what he is. A nobody. A shellfish player. This, this does not give a damn about nobody. Nothing. Except that he's rich now and young.
Okay, time now for the marquee matchup of the NFL Week 7. What did I pick? You should try to pick a kill. This one, I'm just picking one. Like, I didn't really see a whole lot of great matchups. The Cowboys are off. I was about to choose the Cowboys because it seemed like every week they should be in the marquee matchup. Now, I've been leaving them off. I just got to put the Cowboys back in every week because it's just entertaining. But they got to buy this week, so I can't. So I'm going to roll with the Chiefs at the Titans. Chiefs are 3-3 three and three on the year. Titans are 4-2. and two. Titans are coming off that ridiculous game. You know, Monday night, Derrick Henry did it by himself. Ran all over him. Over 140 yards and three touchdowns. So, Titans beating the Bills. And everybody thinks the Bills are so high. And Derrick Henry beat the Buffalo Bills by himself in primetime fashion. Um, so Kansas city coming in the game, struggling a little bit, turning the ball over. The defense is atrocious, especially in that secondary. Um, Pat Mahomes is 18 touchdowns, eight picks on the year, already eight picks. He had another two this past weekend. So he's, <laughs> he is turning the ball over at an alarming rate for him going on the road to Tennessee. Like I said, Derrick Henry's that man. <laughs> Kansas City's letting up 133 yards on the ground. Tennessee's gaining 164 yards on the ground per game. That is going to be the deal. Keep the Chiefs offense off the field. Ground and pound all day. Every day with Derrick Henry in this game. You're going to have to. Ryan Tannehill's been manageable this year. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones seem to be battling injuries week to week. If they can get on the field more consistently and just be 100%, could help out in that run game a little bit and opening the field up more. And if that starts really happening, we haven't really seen it too much this year from them. But if that happens, good luck stopping King Derrick Henry at any time. That's a play-action game. Something to look at in this game. Uh, I think the Tennessee Titans, there are, we're talking about defense, right? They're, everybody's kind of putting up the same numbers with the Chiefs and the Titans. Their offense, they're both getting over 400 yards a game. Their defense is also letting up over 400 yards a game. So defense is bad this year with both teams. The Titans just lost Caleb Farley on IR. Like they Now they're really hurting in that secondary. I expect a big game from Pat Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, escaping the lose, Travis Kelsey. I expect the Chiefs to score a lot, and I expect Tennessee to kind of get into it. Maybe another game in the 30s here. Can the Chiefs stop Derrick Henry? I don't think so. Can the Titans stop Pat Mahomes? I don't think so. <laughs> but Tennessee's going to have to do what they did against Buffalo. Ride Derrick Henry so he can't ride him no more to have a chance in this game. It's a big thing in the standings, too. The Chiefs could drop to blow 500 again and go be 3-4 and four if they don't come out of this game. And Titans can move to 5-2, and two, but if the Chiefs win, both teams in the AFC, this could mean a lot going down the road towards the end of the year. They'll be tied at 4-3 and three if the Chiefs win today, or, excuse me, Sunday. So something, it's a big-time game that could play a long-term effect in terms of the final standings at the end of the year. I'm going to roll with the Tennessee Titans. I got 
I'm going to side with Ryan Tannehill. Former Dolphin quarterback. Complete some throws, man. Ride Derrick Henry. Control the clock. You can beat this Chiefs offense. You can beat this Chiefs team. You're at home. Try to do it back-to-back -back weeks against Buffalo and Kansas City. That'd be pretty damn impressive. I got a roll with Tennessee. I think they make just enough place to hold on and beat Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs team. And now this, this kind of leads to my final closing question I have. Derrick Henry has 783 yards rushing already just through six games. And 10 touchdowns already just through six games. And you go against a Chiefs defense that is horrible against the run. Will Derrick Henry come out past this weekend and clip a thousand rushing yards? Can he do it? Can he do it? He's at 783. Maybe in the set, maybe two games from now. So he's going to need 200. And 17 yards in this game to clip a thousand rushing yards already through um six games. It'll be seven games where he gets that thousand yards. Can he do it before the halfway mark already? I believe Derrick Henry can do it in this game because how dismal the Chiefs defense is, and that's why I'm picking the Titans win because Derrick Henry. If we're not talking quarterback races for MVP, if we're not going to pick a quarterback, it's this guy right here. This guy should be an MVP voting. Serious consideration. Especially if he comes out. Can he do it? I mean, that's a tall feat. I mean, that's, that's going crazy prediction. But in the closing question, why not? Why can't he? Let him do it. He's going to do it. He's going to get a thousand rushing yards over coming out this weekend on the year. Bold prediction. Will it happen? Probably not. Will I be mad if it doesn't happen? Will I be mad if I'm wrong? No. But it's just a pro bold prediction here to end the show. <laughs> so well, thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, we're available every Monday and Wednesday on all streaming platforms. Check us out on social media at FeelyHeatENT on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also check out the official website. Some more things are coming soon. FTHE is FeelyHeatEntertainment.com. FeelyHeatEntertainment.com. So check it out. Thank you all for joining me. Catch you all Monday. Mm -hmm.